Well, welcome back to our Yankees podcast, Believe in the Yankees. Mike Stanton, three-time Yankees world champion, Pete Caldera. I uh, cover the Yankees for USA Today Network. Mike, how's it going? It's hey, it's going great. It is definitely summer down here in Houston. I think it was yeah. like 98 yesterday. So uh, we are done with the spring. It is, uh, it's time for the heat. Yep, and uh, we haven't gotten all that uh, heat yet in New York, but uh, you, you know what's you know what's coming. And uh, you know, speaking of bringing the heat, uh, this is the week uh, we're taping this. Uh, Yankees and the Mets are, are meeting up in the first round of, of the uh, Subway Series. Uh, this one uh, at City Field. It's just curious, Mike. You know what, what stands out in, in your career when you think about uh, playing uh, for both sides in this Subway right. Series? Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 so fascinating to see what the fan reaction is. You know, as a player, you play so many games, you play so many different opponents. When you're playing in the Bronx, you're playing in the pinstripes. Uh, you have you know so many rivals. Uh, you know, one really doesn't take precedence over the other. You know, you go back to uh, the 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 last time the the last time the Yankees were were really really great. The last dynasty. Uh, back in the late 90s, yeah. you know, it was really the Red Sox. Uh, but the Mets were good. We played, yeah. uh, you know, the ultimate Subway Series, which was the World Series yes, in, in 2000. Uh, and, and really, you look at it as a player, you really can't get more excited about one than the other until you walk into the stadium and you got 50,000 screaming fans. And then and then you really draw in the energy from the from the stadium itself and from the fan bases and i think that's really you know why do we still have interleague play why do we all of a sudden now play every major league team um it's because you know interleague play still sells i mean it's still you know when when you when you when the yankees and the mets get together they still draw better than any other time and ultimately that's what it's all about so it's it, it was we started it back in 97 for the fans and we're still doing it for the fans. Personally, I'm kind of an old school guy. I like the idea of having two separate leagues. Uh, you yeah. know, we can get into it about the rules and stuff like that another time. But uh, I like the idea of getting to the World Series and you haven't played that team at all in the season. Well, that's going right. to change this year uh, with everyone playing uh, all 29 other teams in Major League Baseball. But uh, the, the Subway Series was always just an absolute blast, whether it was in Yankee Stadium or it was in Queens. Uh, and it's and it still is. It still is. So uh, it's been a long time. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, there's nothing but fond memories. No, I'm, and I'm with you about the separations of the leagues and that, you know, we're, we're going in the total opposite direction. But you know, right. growing up in New York City, at, at, you know, at, as a baseball fan, um, you know, you always dreamed about, uh, you know, the one day if the Mets ever play the Yankees in the World Series, what, you know, how crazy it would right. be. And then we got, as you said, interleague play in 1997. And that was exciting. You know, before that, you only had um, what they called the Marist Trophy game, an exhibition game uh, mm-hmm. that was uh, – uh, played uh, annually between both teams, and then they sort of uh, suspended it, and then and then uh, brought it back again for a short time. Right. Uh, but um, as exciting as that was in '97, I, I thought it it took a little bit away from that Subway Series just for me no as, as a as a baseball fan growing up in New York, because you know you were 
building up to how is that going to be the first time these two teams played together in a meaningful series and you know in a world series obviously mm-hmm. At, but you'd already seen 97 98 99 they they played uh, together so a, a little bit of of that luster was off that because it wasn't as as new and shiny and uh, and unique as it, it might have otherwise been if they didn't play uh, in, in those three series before. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think there's any doubt. And, and you know, you, you and I both at the time being, you know, baseball insiders, I think we saw that. But I don't think the fans did. You yeah. know, I think it, if anything, it might have built the rivalry a little bit more because you remember, um, you know, Clemens hitting Mike Piazza, you know, that, that went over into the world series. I mean, there were, you know, when things happened during the season, you know, baseball players are like elephants. We never forget. (laughs) And and so it's, it, it, you know, in ways it actually enhanced it, but I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, not seeing, the opponent on the other side, not seeing the Mets, I think would have been uh, would have made it even more special. But you know, those are the yeah. rules, and and what uh, what drives baseball? Well, just like everything else in the world, it's money. Yep. Well, the Yankees go into this uh, this week with uh, obviously no Aaron Judge, and who knows when he'll be back from this. Uh, toe sprain i mean you could be looking at july they don't have a specific timetable about uh, his return and i think that's uh, certainly for a specific reason you don't want to uh, put a date out there and if he doesn't Do we have any it, idea how he did this i mean is this still uh, is this still well, a was, secret I mean, it was part of the collision of the wall at dodger stadium okay. where he, you know he he banged his uh, foot into that 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 concrete now yeah. i mean he downplayed it the the day it happened and right. a day later you know now it's a it's a significant issue. Um, I, I guess the, if, if there's a, a good news part of this is that it, it's not the same part of the toe uh, where LeMahieu had his injury, which basically ruined his second half and kept him off the yeah. playoff roster last year. They, they think he'll, you know, he'll heal from this, uh, you know, within the season uh, and be ready for a second half, but exactly when he'll be ready uh, is, is still to be determined. Yeah. Um, Cause what they're telling without us judge in this lineup. Yeah. What they're telling us yeah. is, you know, they they really can't put a time frame on because they can't get a real diagnosis until the swelling goes down and Aaron's saying all the right things. Yeah. Yes. It's getting better every day, but you know, it's still going to be some time. I mean, because like you said, you don't really even know exactly what, what the issue is just simply because they haven't been able to run the tests uh, to, to figure it out when there's that much inflammation. So apparently he's, uh, you know, that big toe is quite a bit bigger than it's supposed to be. Yeah, that, right. There is some mystery involved in this. And yeah. then uh, then the, the the trickle down is that uh, they have a lineup that, that hasn't been functioning uh, well without him. And, uh, you know, now you've got Rizzo slumping, LeMahieu slumping, Giancarlo Stanton has not, uh, uh, you know, given you the production right. you anticipate since he's come off the IL. Uh, Even Glaber's cooled when off. Those elements, yeah, and when those elements aren't firing in your lineup without Aaron Judge, uh, it, it's it's hard to win games, Mike. Well, I can tell you as a pitcher opposing a, a lineup like that, when you take the big dog out of the middle of the lineup, you know, it kind of puts a little smile on your face because now uh, that's just one that's just one dude that I don't have to navigate around. And, you know, especially with the guys not swinging the bat as well as they were maybe a couple weeks ago, you know, you, you, you can as an as an opposing pitcher, you can be more aggressive. 
You know, now I don't have to nibble. I don't have, I can go ahead and I can attack early in the count, knowing that these guys, their confidence isn't where it used to be. And, and that just makes my confidence as the opposing pitcher that much higher. Yeah. One guy they're hoping to get back, uh, you know, sooner than later, uh, is Harrison Bader. And, and we know what a difference he made in that lineup when he came back after his uh, initial injury in spring training, the oblique. Now he's dealing with a, with a leg injury, uh, you know, his speed, his defense, his power, his presence, uh, especially, you know, when he came back with judge, uh, you, you noticed the difference yeah. there. I mean, hopefully, uh, at least, uh, for the Yankees that, uh, he'll, he'll make some somewhat of an impact in that lineup too. Yeah, there, there's there's no doubt, and it's really the defense that you're gonna that you're gonna hang your hat on. But I mean, I'll tell you what, he is a he is a much better offensive player. He has impressed me since he's been in the pinstripes because, you know, watching him as a Cardinal, it was all defense. You know, occasionally he hit a home run, but it was all about the defense. But he is really, uh, he's really advanced uh, the hit tool you know, in his arsenal. And it's unfortunate that he keeps having these injuries. And that's a, that's a big problem. I know this is a, uh, this is a walk year for him. Um, I think the Yankees would love to bring him back, but you know, dude's got to be on the field. You want that long-term deal, man. You got to show that you can, you can go to the post every day. Yeah. Also wondering if Aaron Boone might want to try him in the leadoff spot at some point. Uh, obviously the speed is there. Uh, not a terribly high on base percentage, but you know this club really doesn't have a true leadoff hitter. Um, you know, they Lemayhu has been the guy for a while now. He's yeah. you know batting uh, towards the the middle of the order. Um, Glaber Torres was there for a while, and uh, you know also another guy who's not known for on base, but but his walks have been up this year. He's been a lot more selective at the plate this season. Uh, and, and he's been the choice uh, more times than not. But, uh, I mean, maybe you give Bader a shot up there. I don't know. How you Why not? That. I think it's a mix and match situation. And yeah. listen, there's a, the, the whole idea of the prototypical leadoff hitter, there's only one or two or maybe three in all of Major League Baseball. You know, the, the, what we've done right. is uh, because, you know, a lot of the hitters are similar hitters, which is they want to hit the ball in the air, they want to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, you know, you kind of, I, I kind of jokingly and been calling it this for years, you, it's kind of a little league lineup, meaning you just stack all the yeah. good hitters together. Hopefully you can string a couple hits together, get a couple guys on, somebody runs into one. Uh, so I think Aaron's going to do what he's been doing. And I, to me, whoever's hot's up there, you know, if you're swinging right. the bat well, put him in the leadoff spot. When he cools off, let's find somebody else. I, I like DJ up there. But I don't need to have him up there because when he gets on on base, you know, he's not a speed guy, which you don't really need it in this lineup anyways. But it would be nice to have somebody that could take a few bags. And Harrison is definitely a guy that could steal some bases. Yeah. I'm also wondering if they, if they may put Anthony Rizzo back up there. And as we Why not? Uh, you know, tape this podcast, he's he's in a one for 30 uh, to start the month of June. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe if you throw him back up there, um, you know, he's. He's hunting for a few more fastballs, or yeah. maybe a little more patient, uh, and then um, you know see where you go from there. But well, uh, you, you I, never I really know what the effect is going to be. Now, is right. is Rizzo a, a leadoff hitter? Of course not. He's, but he is a guy that has gotten on base, and sometimes just changing where you. I know most of the time you're slumping. Ah, uh, move him down in the lineup. Why? Well, go ahead and move him up. 
Let him take yeah. a few walks. Let him get uh, let him get a different attitude on what he's trying to do. Right. I know that uh, you know when when you know down here in Houston when AJ Hinch put Springer in the leadoff hit the leadoff spot, Springer just blossomed into one of the better hitters yeah. in the sport. And and uh, and the crazy thing was. It actually calmed him down because now he's actually think, even though he's yeah. you know leading games off with home runs and everything, he still think, oh well, I just need to get on base for the guy behind me. It changed his mental approach, and for Anthony, he's probably not going to change his approach, but it just may give him like a fresh start mentally. A lot of times, it, it's not necessarily yeah. what the reality is; it's what the perception of the reality is. Uh, a lot of times, baseball players are trying to trick themselves mentally into getting into a certain place, and maybe that's what Anthony needs to get back on a roll. Yeah, and he's batted uh, leadoff before. He's even sure. batted uh, leadoff for the Yankees in, in postseason games, so uh, uh, certainly he has experience there, and uh, he's Anthony Rizzo. Uh, right, you can bat him anywhere. Uh, in the last couple of minutes we have in, on this podcast, just to go over a few uh, uh, injury things, uh, Carlos Redon has been throwing live at Yankee Stadium uh, finally uh, – Seems like he's he's finally crested uh, from that that back injury and is now fingers uh, crossed you know, <laughs> headed towards a uh, yeah <laughs> headed towards a uh, a minor league rehab assignment. Now this is still a guy who uh, you know is basically into his second spring training, right? Uh, and still has to build up innings to to get back uh, into this rotation. So you still look at you know early to mid July, probably at the the earliest timetable. Um, but uh, at least things are trending well to get Radon back in that rotation. Yeah, he is going in the right direction. You know, it's been the slow process. Um, you know, he's crossing hurdles, but he's only halfway through the race to get back to where he needs to be because he still has to first, obviously, stay healthy, Captain Obvious. But then he also yeah. has to uh, – he's got to progress and, and build arm strength and do everything. he. You know, so there's still – you know, he's still down the road, but at least there's positive news. At least he's moving in the right direction, which is getting back on the bump, getting back on the mound for the Yankees. Yeah. And in the bullpen, uh, they could have Ian Hamilton uh, uh, back in there uh, later this month. And I think that's actually going to be a key uh, re-addition to this club because he had uh, – you know, a terrific six, seven weeks uh, going from a non-roster situation to to impacting yeah. uh, the, uh, Great the story. bullpen in, in, in key spots. And right now you've got, uh, you know, Michael King has, has hit a bit of a speed bump here. Um, you know, this is still a, a bullpen that is, that is missing some key arms that they anticipated having when they began this season in Lou Trevino and, and uh, Jonathan Lewisaga. Uh, Clay Holmes is, is – you know, he's, he's had a real good run lately. Uh, right. You know, Marinaccio is a little in and out. So if they get Hamilton back, uh, I mean, that's that's a good stabilizer to, to bring into the uh, seventh inning situation. Yeah, not necessarily a household name, not a guy with a long track record, but has good stuff and has, so, has shown that, that he can handle the pressure. And listen, it, it doesn't matter how good your bullpen is. It doesn't matter how good your rotation is. When you can get – a viable weapon in the pen back, it's always a positive situation. And with the, the way that bullpens are used yeah. now, with with the reliance on the bullpen, not so much the reliance on the rotation, you know, starting pitchers going five and dive, now all of a sudden you need as many arms down there as you could possibly get. So, yeah, we'll keep our fingers crossed that he can get back in there and he can pick up where he was when he was throwing the ball well, uh, so well earlier coming out of spring training and making the team. 
Right. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't an arm situation. Uh, right. So, uh, well that's, that's, uh, and, but obviously the Yankees have got to pick it up offensively, uh, and they're got, they've got to do it without, without Aaron judge in there. So, uh, that's, uh, the state of the Yankees right now, they'll be heading into Fenway park after this series. And, uh, Next time we will get uh, some of Mike Stanton's uh, memories of, of uh, pitching in that rivalry too. <laughs> on both sides, both on both sides, both sides again. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that'll do it for this edition in uh, our Believe in the Yankees podcast. Uh, Mike Stanton, Pete Caldera. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time. Adios.